1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. The movies missed you. The big screen is back with great new releases all summer long. Check out what's playing, including Fast Five and The Conjuring at MarcusTheaters.com. All right. Now our music expert, which you only get once a week. Doesn't seem like enough sometimes. Uh, Gary Graff, because this was a busy music week. This, big, is uh, busy, this is a busy music week. Yeah, big Britney stuff going on. Lots of Britney stuff. I mean, that was that was the story of the week. Of course, Thursday she got her chance to go in front of the judge in Los Angeles, basically to ask uh, for an end to her conservatorship. It was, uh, you know, it was it was dramatic. And it was surprising, you know, things like you know that she's forced to keep an IUD in herself so she can't get pregnant again. Uh, some of the, the treatment she says that she received, you know, while working and, and feel and you know, and being overworked and, you know, she just described a very a very abusive environment. So, you know, a lot of the a lot of the discussion we've had about how her dad, Jamie Spears, is a conservator, uh, you know, saved her life, which he may well have back in two thousand and eight when this is when this was, conservatorship was established. It seems it seems like he's well, at least according to Brittany, he certainly hasn't managed her well within the conservatorship. So, but it appeared that he did because, like I say, he may very well well have saved her life, and you look back at that and say, well, good, because you know she sure. seemed to be doing much better shortly after he took over running her life. But you know this all this other stuff that's coming, it's like. Sounds yeah, awesome. it really, it really is jaw dropping. Um, you know, Brittany's explanation for not having revealed any of this earlier was she didn't think anyone would believe her. Uh, you know, when she yeah. when she spoke about it. So really, now it's it's the matter is you know it, it's about moving forward, and the matter is in in the well, it's not in the hands of the court yet. What the judge ins- instructed Brittany was, here's the procedure: you have to file you file a petition to be you know to and the conservatorship, the court will send an evaluator uh, to, to investigate the situation and make a, make a recommendation. And, you know, Brittany did plead with the court. She doesn't want any more counseling. She doesn't want any more, you know, men, mental health checks and things like that. But the, the judge certainly gave the indication that you're still going to have to go through that when you file the petition. There are people, probably not more than a quarter of a mile from where any of us are sitting right now who need this supervision more than Britney Spears, don't you think? That, I, yes. And there is no I, I would, court order or or somebody, a handler, who decides all these things. Why is she held to this? How is this possible? Well, I mean, she was a famous person and we've had a lot of money behind Amy Winehouse. Nobody Winehouse. seemed to jump in there. Well, Jim no, Morrison, no. nobody jumped in there. No, Janis Joplin. So, so the, you know, the explanation there is somebody did jump in in this case. Okay, and maybe, and and maybe you know, in your, uh, you know, your very good example there, more people should be jumping in to help more people. But it's a process. Any of us who have been through anything legal know it's a process, and you, you've got to go through that process step by step. I'll throw one in there. I remember Johnny Manziel's dad saying, "If he keeps living like this, he won't make it to 30. Right. And nobody took him to court to say, we're going to run your life for you. Well, two things have to happen there. One is somebody has to be willing to intercede and file a petition to start a conservatorship, which is what Britney Spears' family did. 
you know, it's not done in a, in a lot of cases. Yeah, but when you heard all the facts that she was delivering, and, you know, there's two sides, probably three sides to this whole story, sure. it sounds like she's veal, like she's just being kept in a stanchion until it's time to perform. Yeah, that's That's exactly what she made it sound like. And like I say, it was surprising and shocking and illuminating, perhaps. And, you know, now, like I say, it's really going to be up to her to file, to file for the end of the conservatorship, as she's supposed to, and go through, go through that investigation and evaluation. You can't escape that. The judge isn't, isn't just going to take her word for it and end the conservatorship. And that's not something that really, I don't know if it's ever been done, because usually people who are put under conservatorship are... are Old. out of their minds. Yeah, or they're permanent. They're, there's a more permanent uh, yeah. situation there. Or but I'm, listen, I'm sure it has been done. I'm sure there there have been a lot of temporary conservatorships in the world, and that's why there's a process. Now, here's the problem: if let's say she gets her freedom and she runs into traffic, oh, and boom, it you know she's dead in six months. We all go, oh, that was. I guess her dad was right, but you know, how you know, much? Yeah. How much rope do you give her? Because everybody gets all the rope they want all the time, except her. Right, and she has to. She has to. Like she has to go in front of the court, go through their procedure, and prove that she's able to live independently. So, how long is this whole process going to take now? If it, do you have to have a, this? This is just starting. Then, if you got, it's just starting. Nobody's. Nobody is saying. Even the experts who are talking about it. Nobody's speculating on a timeline. But it sounds like it could be done within the year and it sounds like it could even be done during the summer. So for the, so for the next year, let's say it takes a year, is she still under her father's control or does she, so she would still be under his thumb for another year. Yeah, man. Don't forget. There's another person who's kind of running the day to day of the conservatorship. Now that was the, that, that was the one tweak that was done earlier this year is they brought in somebody else who's kind of the day to day person on the conservatorship. The COO, if you will, and he's still the CEO. Well, and then and Brittany also said she wants once she's out of the conservatorship, she wants to sue her family for what they did to her. I can understand why they would not want her out of this. Then <laughs> first yeah, thing right. she does what? Like us? Attack us? Setting yeah. a dog loose that'll turn around and bite. Right on the yeah. on to, on to other. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say I think it was a little more dramatic than we ex- anticipated it was going to be. Was she effective? I mean, what's, I mean, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, she, she talked. She talked for close to a half hour straight. And I, if I, I was thinking to myself, if I were her attorney, and if she were this, and it sounded like it was something she was reading, I would have vetted it a little bit, a little more tightly than that. Than that. But I think part of what they wanted to convey to the judge was just the, the emotion and the duress that she was feeling being in the conservatorship. Okay. It seems very Judy Garland to me. You know, a little bit. Yeah, nobody jumped in there. No, you know, in the no, studios are just should, running their life and just yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Scooter Braun says I tried to sell those tapes to Taylor Swift. She said no. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you remember this is all about Scooter Braun buying Taylor Swift's record company and suddenly you know having ownership of her master recordings by virtue of the recording that Taylor Swift had at the recording company at the time. Uh, there were lots of, you know, Taylor Swift was very angry about this. Now she's re-recording all those albums that she's allowed to do. But Scooter Braun came out this week and was uh, he was speaking somewhere and then said that 
he did reach out. He did try to sell Taylor Swift her masters. He said he said he was dealing with her team, and he felt that the that man, you know the management team was not properly conveying the offer to Taylor. The big sticking point seemed to be he wanted her to sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, where she would say nothing nasty about him, Scooter Braun, uh, or his acquisition of the record company moving forward. Is he, he a felt, bad? Is, is Scooter Braun a bad guy? I, You know, it, that's not been my experience. Is he a cunning businessman? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think... You know, I think Taylor. You know, Taylor immediate. What happened was Taylor immediately, when the company was sold, lashed out about it because I, I don't think she felt she was. She felt like she should have been informed before it went down. All right, yeah, he says he says he tried to to sell her the tapes, but we don't know for how much. We either. don't know for how much, and you know, but he he did he doesn't say the money was a sticking point. He said the the NDA was the sticking point. Hmm. Yes, we've heard that before, though, right? And we have, yeah. we have. So that's really uh, not. Anything he just didn't new. want her. He just didn't want her talking smack. He he said in this in this talk that you know his her portraying him as a bully, you know, has led to a lot of threats against him and his family, and that you know that it's made his life, you know, his life a little more difficult, and he doesn't feel she, you know, he doesn't feel that her complaints against him are warranted. Yeah, so he, want, he wants to talk to her directly. He says they have met before and spoken. It's always been friendly, and that he he just he feels that the, the the real issue here is there's a middle team that's that you know he thinks is mucking up the works. Well, I don't think really she has suffered any from this because you know oh, no, she, she, she sold a whole another round round of records. She's selling a ton of records. She's putting out you know she 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 did well with the first uh, re-recording, and she probably of of the old albums and she probably will do well with all of them. So, but she was able to, she was able to convey a position as the victim in all this. And Scooter, Scooter Braun looks like the bad guy. How was Todd Rundgren going to snub the (laughs) rock rock and roll hall of fame? Well, Todd, old Todd announced a, who has, by the way, spoken out uh, to me, in fact, on several occasions about his disdain for the rock and roll hall of fame. This week, Wow. His disdain. Uh, this week, he announced a fall tour. He's the guy well, who's saying, "Can we still be friends?" Well, you what? know, and, may, and maybe they can be. But as of now, uh, Todd's fall tour itinerary puts him in Cincinnati, Ohio, on October 30th, the same night that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions, of which like, he's a part of, one is, city off. Right. Is, oh, right, I'm going to be in Ohio. Yeah. But in, is in Ohio, southern Ohio, and and to further extend that middle finger, uh-huh. uh, at least uh-huh. appears to be, he will be in Cleveland one week later for a pair of concerts. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. That is a so he thinks this is not an accident. Uh, now What's... can things can things change? Absolutely. Could the Cincinnati concert be postponed? to another date i don't know i don't know necessarily know what it is todd wants i was going to ask what's the complaint i well his complaint you know, about the rock hall is he felt besides being long overdue to even be nominated uh, he felt on the first nomination he he was like number three on the fan vote and wasn't wasn't included in the final class and the fan vote of course accounts for only one ballot but he felt like his fans were in his word hosed he felt like they were sold a bill of goods that look you can you can impact this show us you want Todd 
in the Rock Hall, and he'll get well, in. tell him to call Pat Benatar. Well, yeah. Yeah, there have been others. Felicuti, for that matter. You know, Tell him to call um, Kiss and learn about marketing and selling and promote yeah. yourself. Did you so say- it'll be interesting to see. I don't. I wouldn't rule it out. Rule out. You know him ultimately making it to the induction ceremony. It's about a what a four hour drive from Cincinnati yeah, yeah, to Cleveland. Yeah, a little. You know, unless you have like the chopper or uh, yeah. or a private plane on the runway. But you know, his show starts fairly early in yeah. the evening too. Because he does a, he does a full evening of Todd Rundgren. Did someone say kiss? Someone did. <laughs> They did, and I did. In fact, first of all, um, Kiss uh, Kissery K I S S T O R Y will be on A and E Sunday and Monday, a four-part documentary. I think it's at eight o'clock, and uh, really, really good. And uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of great footage, a lot of you know, a lot of cool, uh, you know, good interviews. Uh, not with Ace and Peter. I'll have you know they were uh, they're part of this in our archival clips. That's gotta suck if they're your favorite Kiss members of all time and they never get on well, this stuff. Well, I did a middle finger. Even the I, Eagles let Don Felder in their <laughs> documentary. I had interviewed um, I interviewed Paul Stanley about this, and he said Ace and Peter were approached and they wanted to be paid for it and they wanted approval of the final cut. Which they weren't going to give. Them. Which is nothing less or more than Gene Simmons always asks asks for. Pay me and let me have a look at it at first. Sure, sure. But they did this in a position where Gene Simmons had the, was in the position to say no. Yeah, those <laughs> other guys don't have an eleven inch tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Is it that, does help you talk. Is that <laughs> it? Is that? Is that? It all hey. comes. It all comes down to the tongue. All right. Yeah. Let's stay on the curmudgeon train. David Crosby. All right. Well, one more thing quickly. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, just they are launching a new a new uh, liquor line. And what do you, what do you think it's called? Oh yeah. Think Kiss songs. Uh Beth. <laughs> it's not called Beth. Cold gin, of course. Cold gin. Absolutely. What took so long? What? Uh, took- you wonder what took him so long. I guess he had to find the people. Did well, Gene Rob- Simmons wake up one morning and go, "Hey." Oh my gosh! You know, oh it would be gosh. great. Yeah. Oh no, this was in this was I'm sure in the works for years. But they put out a rum last year, and then you know it takes it, it takes you it takes a minute to get into the spirits business. Then once you're in it, full speed ahead. Ask Sammy Hagar about that. But uh, it does take. There's all sorts of licensing and things you have to do. And much like a wine, you create a first, you distill a first crop of spirits, yeah. and then you you test that. It, it takes like I say, it takes a minute. To do everything. Okay. I'm sure they were busy working on other things. Uh, you know, yeah. Saying right. farewell for this. All right. David Crosby. Yeah. So he goes He goes on Howard Stern this week and reveals that there's this great new Crosby, Stills, Nash documentary in the works. Robert Zemeckis directing it. You know, really, really exciting kind of news. 10,000 hours of footage. They're working from this and that. Within minutes, the 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 word comes down. Not so fast. Wait a minute. Uh, Within minutes, is he still on the show? When somebody no, he called? wasn't on. He wasn't on the show. Okay. But uh, but I guess it was the Mechus's reps who came out and you know issued a statement that said, uh, well, you know, Mr. Crosby's conversation, although undoubtedly enthusiastic, was premature. Uh, there's interest in all parties, but no official deal in place. So you know, you know, Crosby kind of uh, you know talked out of turn about it you know something he's of course well practiced if they do a documentary i'm dead serious here i want the whole documentary i don't want this uh no we kind of skirted around that topic i want all the warts because that band is full of them oh absolutely and And that's absolutely should be and hopefully it'll involve neil young 
you know, and say, you're right, tell the, tell the whole story. Uh, Crosby also, by the way, said that I guess in the aging process, he, he gives himself another year of, of being able to play guitar or play guitar at a level he would consider acceptable. How old is David? He's like 76, I want to say. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, you know, he, he may or may not be able to go on the road. And, you know, this, this, of course, would factor into his decision to sell his song copyrights earlier this year. You All know, right. Yeah. Gary, we're out of time. Well, we had a lot, and there will be a lot more there, for next week. There is. You got to, yeah, we have a full page left. All right, we'll talk about it next week. Okay, go Bucks. Gary, yes, yeah. thank you. We got to even the series up tonight. Yes, sir. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Gary Graff, our music guy.